0: okay good afternoon everybody welcome to the 2023 leadership meeting Uh, thank you so much for joining we still have lots and lots of folks coming in Uh, I'll keep clearing that waiting room as we go through but uh, this is soul refiners leadership meeting thank you for joining Uh, whether or not you're a leader um, uh, or something else associated with soul refiner we are just so happy you're here especially as we break into the new year Uh, thank you thank you thank you Um, my lovely wife Christina is joining us my name is Lamar Christina, welcome. You're upstairs. I wish you were down here next to me, but I get it.
1: It's hot where you are and it's frigid up here. So (laughs) we'll have to meet in the middle where where it's nice and comfortable afterwards. But hello, everyone. Happy New Year's. It's always good to see our leaders and such beautiful smiling faces. And thank you for having the courage to turn on your cameras. Um, I think that's fantastic. It really helps us to to, to get to know you better and for other leaders to see you as well, so thank you for doing that, and if you can't we completely understand that too, uh, it is not mandatory to turn on your computers. Uh, the one thing I do just ask is you check your mic and make sure it's muted during the meeting, otherwise we get a little bit of feedback, so if you can just check that um, and keep it on mic so or um, check to make sure you're muted, um, that would be a fantastic help. Uh, but you do have the option of unmuting yourself and raising your hand. There's an emoji if you have a comment. This is interactive. This is not like our um, the live webinars we do on Fridays, um, second Fridays of the month. This is engaging. This is you guys corresponding and talking to us. So we have the chat open as well as you know just raise your hand wave to us. We can see those that are on camera. Um, and just let us know if there's something you want to share as, as Lamar and I um, get started in on this meeting.
0: All right, fantastic. So not too many people have put in anything yet for their New Year's resolutions or reminders. So just because okay. you put it down here on this paper doesn't mean anybody's going to hold you to it uh, on this <laughs> side. Um, it's basically more for yourself. So uh, if you need to Thank share you. that with anybody, please go ahead. This is the team uh, where you can share. So I'm going to go okay, ahead and pray with that and we'll be on our way. Go mm-hmm. ahead, Christina.
1: I'm sorry, I missed that. So you want us to put our resolutions in the chat box?
0: Yeah, go and drop it in the chat. OK. All right. Sounds good. All right. Lord, thank you so much uh, for this time today. God, thank you for these leaders. Uh, thank you for folks that are willing to say um, we will take the, the mess that we made out of our own lives. And God, we will we'll craft that through your glory into something that we can use uh, to help others uh, discover some uh, some redemption as well. And so, Lord, we come here today. We, we give over this next hour or however much time we can offer you. And, and, and we say, it, it's over to you, God. It's, it's no longer anything about us. It is all about you and your glory and what you've done in our lives. It's in your holy name we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. So a uh, quick recap of the holidays. Last we met, it was right before uh, a, a stunning defeat uh, for Navy in the Army-Navy game. I'll go ahead and own that. Thank you so much. Um, and so I do want to say we're already planning for next year's ultimate demise of the bad guys. So we're only 11 months away. So everybody, keep, you know, start praying for Navy right now. Um, that's a joke. We don't have to do that for sports. I'm just kidding. But I do want to offer a praise report for our son. Uh, our 18-year-old son is up in Kentucky in a nine-month-long program. He's, he's struggling a lot with sexual integrity. And we went and saw him right after Christmas. And Christina just, just laid on us about what happened up there.
1: Oh, uh, team, first of all, thank you. We received just so many prayers and encouragement and just, um, people reaching out to us and just checking to see how Andrew is doing. And cause it was scary. I mean, he was 17. We dropped him off. He turned 18 while he was there. And this was the first time we had a chance to see him. And it really was, he had only been there for six weeks. And when we saw him, it was already like talking to a different man. Um, it's, it was incredible. And to hear, what he is doing, he's spending 15 day, fifteen minutes every day in the Word, 15 minutes of quiet time with God, and then 30 minutes working on the curriculum. So he gets up at 4 a.m. every day to do this before going and working a um, 40-hour job. And so just to hear about that routine, to hear about the other guys committing to the sobriety um, and, and, and saying, I'm not going to accept this uh, as my norm. I'm not going to let this be the legacy piece I pass on to my kids. I'm going to choose to do something different. Um, and the, just the pride he had and his fellow brothers that were there and the brokenness he felt for the pain they were going through. It's almost like he could see into the future, what his life would look like, where he would hurt his wife, he would hurt his future kids. And I think it's lasting and it's making an incredible impression on him. So we're very hopeful. He still has a lot of work to do and we are um, just encouraged that he'll stay the whole nine months. So thank you all for your prayers and your encouragement for Andrew.
0: All right. Thank you, honey. I appreciate it. And it, it was just such a wonderful visit. Um, it was, I, I didn't have to go into dad mode at all. The time we had together, I could just be co-adopted heir of the kingdom. And it was wonderful. It was like being there with a whole new man. And so, all right, folks, just a couple of little uh, public service announcements. Uh, ladies uh, or, or men for that matter, if you know of any ladies groups that, that is a lady leading other women through conquer. Um, because either the women are suffering or because the women have been hurt by men who are suffering. Uh, If you could please drop that in the chat, if you know of any of those groups and you could kind of give me a steer towards a leader. Uh, We are having a a few women that are are cropping up this new year that are asking for groups. Uh, Some of our old standbys are already too crowded in their groups um, or they have uh, been out of the country for a little bit. And so we're looking for new ladies groups. So again, just put that in the chat, please. Uh, We do get a uh, printout of the entire chat at the end of this that stays with us. It doesn't get posted anywhere. It's just for our own recording purposes. Uh, And then secondly, I I do want to kind of give a sneak peek on some of our upcoming content in the next few months. We don't know when exactly this is going to drop at some point, but I definitely want to have a discussion about um, polygraphs. I think it's important that we talk about uh, polygraphs and what they are, what they aren't. I think you'll be mostly surprised um with some of the discussion that goes on uh, just because polygraphs are, are a little bit different than what you might be imagining and so i did have a question just popped in what's the curriculum for the ladies when i ask for a, a lady leader or ask for the name of a lady leader I'm, I'm asking for any lady out there who might be leading other ladies through conquer series so mm-hmm. that's the curriculum it's the same conquer series as the men go through but it's just uh, for women and so yeah
1: can i can i elaborate a little bit there lamar um just uh, there's two different ways, because uh, uh, that might sound surprising. Conquer series is for men. Why would a why would a woman lead Conquer series? Why would women even watch Conquer series? And and guys, I want you to listen up. I'm not just talking to the women. This is especially for you. When I watched Conquer series, that's the reason why Lamar and I are still here and married. It's because it took, it It made it less personal. It wasn't about me. It wasn't about me not being good enough in bed. It wasn't about me not being a good enough wife and making our marriage work. All of a sudden I learned that it was a sickness and it was no different than if he had had a brain tumor. And if he had had been diagnosed with brain cancer or brain tumor, I would have stayed. And, and knowing that there was a treatment and if he chose to take the medicine and take the treatment then there was a chance for my marriage. That is so important for wives to hear. It is so important because when they hear that men have been unfaithful and they have betrayed them, they're not thinking it's a sickness. They're thinking they're either their husband is a monster or there's something broken in them or both. And so for my recovery, I needed to walk through that. I needed to watch Conquer series. I needed to learn what Lamar was struggling with so I could have compassion and empathy for what he was going through. And it sure made forgiveness a lot easier for me as well. So, we highly encourage women to actually go through Conquer Series. We want women to go through Conquer Series before From the Ashes, because it's really hard to, you can just get stuck focusing on your wounds and your pain and your hurt without understanding what your husband's going to. And so then there's no mending of the marriage. So, if you're in it to fix the marriage, both parties need to understand what each person is going through. And this is a fantastic way. And we've also learned now that the porn addiction, um, the, the masturbation the 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 these sex addictions it's it's the rise is I mean it's growing among young girls and young women um, this is not just a men's issue so yes we are aware that there needs to be a series we don't have one now but a lot of the same effects that happen to the brain in the addiction process are the same so it is what we are guiding other women that struggle with addiction to do in the safety of other with other women, because they cannot be in groups with men. I don't think I need to elaborate why, but this is not something that can be co-ed with people that struggle with the same addiction.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Christina. I appreciate it so much. Jill, you have a hand raised already, and, and I saw your chat uh, message a little bit earlier about what your, your, um, your pointer from Christ looks like for this 2023. So I, I'm inclined to give you the floor for a little bit here, Jill.
2: Okay, it'll just be for just a minute. I am I am on here not because I'm a woman that um, has been betrayed by, by a husband with pornography. I myself was introduced to pornography at a very young age, led me to do many things that I lived in shame for many, many years, been healed 20 years. It, my introduction with Solar Refiners and the Conquer series came a year ago and because I gave a talk to some college women about pornography. And I heard about the Conquer series for men. And my question was, okay, what do you have for women? And obviously there is nothing. And so I reached out to Christina not too long ago because I saw an email that's, I mean, I've seen all the emails that say, why do men struggle? Do men struggle? The wise, one email said, do women struggle too? And I said, that one I will put, pay attention to. So I reached out and my thing was okay i kind of seen the trailer for conquer series it's like top gun maverick i understand that's a man thing but for women that's i don't didn't think that that would be that would resonate so i didn't even watch the series because i thought you know i'm gonna pray about maybe writing something for women because i've been through it well i started watching the conquer series this week and god got my attention in the fact that yes it is geared for men it's wonderful But the information about what pornography does to the brain, how it rewires it, I mean, that is information for everybody. And I am just, you know, I'm so grateful that I guess I I don't know that I had to humble myself, but I just had this thought. What's for the women? Come on. We're a we're a minority that doesn't get um, the attention. But God humbled me and said, just watch this. And so Mm -hmm. such good information. Yes, I believe there is in the future something that would speak to a women's group more intimately and more to maybe some of our issues, Um, but it's so well done. So I just wanted to give that little testimony of I and and lead my word. I'm believing that God is wanting me to lead a women's group. So I'll just throw that out there, too. So thank you.
1: Wonderful. Love you, sweet sister. Thank you so much for for sharing. And she has a fantastic book too that I highly recommend. I read it. If you can throw that in the chat box, Jill, just for for people um, to look at. I got it on Amazon. It was just I couldn't put it down. I read it in one sitting because it was just so powerful. Her testimony and her journey. Um, and I think that if you have any women struggling, uh, both sides, just any woman in pain, any woman that is that that is hurting. Uh, it's a beautiful book to read. Very beautiful. So we love having you here, sweetie. Thank you.
0: All right. Thank you. Thank you both ladies. I appreciate it. And I I promise that was not staged. We didn't even know Jill was going to be in the meeting today. I just happened to see her there and then her hand raised up. And so that, that was a natural progression. Thank you so much, both of you. Uh, let's get down to what's really, you know, on, on the docket today. And it's, how to create a lasting ministry, how to get this going and then keep it going in terms of just keeping the groups moving, keeping guys in the groups, um, making a space available to not just the men that are struggling with sexual integrity, sexual sin, sexual stronghold, but also the women that have been hurt, the kids that have been hurt, the marriages that have been affected, um, some of the intimacy, anorexia fallout behind that. Um, What does advanced sobriety, which equals recovery, look like? What is advanced recovery, which is leadership? What does that look like? Um, So really, we're going to cover a lot of that ground today. But really, the first question that I I believe we have to ask ourselves, why? What is the why? How come we want to create a lasting ministry? And some people say ministry, um, and they think about uh, the sanctuary workplace, They don't think necessarily about the secular workplace, which is your house, which is your job, which is, you know, this doesn't have to be done in a church necessarily. This can be done out of someone's home office. This can be done out of um, a group of brothers up at work that want to get together after hours and run through this. And so that's what I love about this ministry. So I'm going to hand it over to Christina here for a little bit. What's the why behind this?
1: I think that's a beautiful question. You can hear in recovery all the time, and if you've watched the Conquer series um, or Doug Wise and Warpath, uh, you hear him say about pay it forward, but that's an essential step. That's why many of us are here, because we had pain, we received the medicine, and now it would only be selfish of us to take this medicine and do nothing with it. But once we're given the elixir, we're given the anecdote to... Uh, whether it be an addiction or whether it be betrayal trauma or a broken marriage, whatever that looks like, when we are given the recipe, when we're given the elixir, we're called to give it and, and to pay it forward. And that's where God gets to recycle our pain. And that's where we get to see glory. That's how we get to change our legacy. The legacy piece isn't just about us as parents, us as husband and wife. If, if it If that's it, then it dies when our family dies. If we want to change our legacy and make an impact on this world, that looks like we have to be disciples and we have to share our story and we need to uh, teach what is the right thing. So the question is, Lamar, where, where do we go to learn? What are we supposed to teach? I mean, because this can be overwhelming. Okay. I was in recovery. I feel great. I feel it on my heart to leave. But, but why? I mean, where do we go in scripture to find, I mean, why do we do this?
0: So the the why comes really from the Great Commission. And a a lot of folks miss this or think of it as like a throwaway end to the book of Matthew. But he's really clear in Matthew 28, 19 to 20, about going and making disciples of all the nations. And it's not counting up how many people come to know Christ. It's making disciples. Because if we don't get the discipleship piece nailed down, just the count of of number of heads that that come in, that spider web eventually is going to end. Because if without the discipleship, you're not going to have that continuum of Christianity, if you will. You're not going to have that, it, that continuing search and seeking for Definitely. Christ-like behaviors, Christ-like um, redemption. And so that, that's where the why really comes from. Now, the how, it really gets wrapped up more than any place else, as far as distilled simplicity goes, than on the Sermon on the Mount. Christina?
1: Oh, no, I, I, I couldn't agree more with you, Lamar. Um, and when he's referring to the Great Commission in 28, um, verse 19, um, and, and Lamar was referring to this, that he's, I'm just going to read it. And if you have your Bibles, you can pull it out. Um, so it's Matthew 28, verse 19. And, and if everyone, if you guys don't mind just checking your mics, we're getting a little bit of feedback and just just check to make sure you're on mute. Thank you, guys. It says, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And these words are coming out of Jesus's resurrected mouth. I mean, there he is before the disciples. He, He was already crucified. This is him in resurrected form. And he's telling them, I've already taught you. I've taught you. And now it's your turn to go teach, not just baptize. I mean, think about it. If it was just go out and save another soul and get him baptized, as soon as all those people they reached back were baptized, Christianity would be dead. We'd be done for. Baptism is two part. I mean, it's, it, I mean, the great commission is two part. It's not just baptize. teach them all that I have taught you. That is discipleship. And that's the beauty of what we're doing here. So we have to teach not just the content that is provided from great programs like Solar Refiner. We have to teach them what Jesus said. That's where we need to start, guys, before we even get on the platform and into Conquer series or Warpath or Legacy or Stronger Together. We need to go and see what Jesus's words are. What is he commanding us to do? So I my charge is for everyone this next month to dive into the Sermon on the Mount. And it's found in Matthew chapters five through seven. I'm, I'm charging all our leaders to do this. So jot that down, Matthew five through seven. And look at the red letters, look at Jesus's words and, and just pray before you do that, Jesus, who do you want me to help? Is it the people that are struggling with lust? Is it the people struggling with anger or have conflict in their marriage or struggle with forgiveness? And you will find in those chapters, Jesus's exact words as to guidance and direction as to how they live. Um, and if you don't mind me just saying one more thing, Lamar, uh, it, today we were reading Matthew. We read together as a team here before we go. And we were talking about lust and Matthew 5, 27 through 30. And guys, this just this just slays me. I think this is powerful. Sorry, I lost my glasses. Um, you've heard that it was said, this is Matthew 5, 27 through 30. You shall not commit adultery. And people say there's nothing about masturbation in the Bible. I'm sorry, we're talking about lust and there's the eye and the hand. What else are we going to be doing wrong with that right hand? Just my interpretation. But what I'm saying is um, it's there. So what can we do with this, Lamar? I mean, what are some ways uh, moving forward that we can use this scripture? I mean, it's one thing to read it, but what's the next step?
0: This is where I think it's so important as leaders that we have this at the hot ready standby and and truthfully that this piece on lust. um, If you ever have a gentleman in your class, it's kind of I don't really know if I need to be here. I don't I'm not so sure this is for me. Um, This is a great pointer over to him. And it's not just if they've lusted after a woman. Listen, I get it, men. There are some of us that have struggled through some same sex attraction stuff. Okay. This falls in that junk drawer of sexual sin, sexual stronghold. Okay, that's what Matthew five is talking about when it addresses lust. That's what sexual immorality is talked about in Corinthians, and we can keep on going right on down the list. And really, it's anything. And and, and the Lord is saying, it doesn't matter if you haven't actually physically acted it out. It's between the ears. That's where I want. That's where I want you to be with me. It's between the ears, and eighteen inches down, right in your heart. Without that, we, we don't have a true relationship. Then it's just a, another set of rules that I've got to abide by, and I can never meet that standard. And so that's where we want to really encourage guys to get started. And then from there, that spider web just splinters all throughout the Bible. Um, you know, Some folks will talk about Old Testament stuff, and they'll go off these tangents about multiple wives, and it was all throughout. That never worked out for anybody. See Abraham, see Solomon, see, see Jacob. I mean, It never worked out for anybody. David had a heck of a time. So, uh, let me encourage you, men, to to have that, and then also to be able to reference some of these other scriptures that go hand in hand uh, with that piece in Matthew five. And so,
1: yeah. And and if I can add something, and um, and this for the men and the women. So, the the challenge is to look through um, Matthew's chapter Matthew chapter five through seven and find his words, Jesus's words that speak to you. This is the who you're going to be helping. This is what is going to help you with that next step in ministry. But don't stop there. We're told to to hide the word in our hearts so that we won't sin against him. So what does that look like to start memorizing that scripture um, that encourages you to, to, to use that scripture with your group because they also have to have that vision discipleship is disciples making disciples. So they're going to be leaders in the future. Right. And so they too need to be armed with the going the right direction to find the who, which there's no better way to go than straight to Jesus. So I, I, I encourage y'all to, to not take this lightly uh, memorizing scripture. It's very easy to say. I just can't memorize anything anymore. Uh, you know, my brain doesn't hold stuff. Mm, it does. It might take a little bit more time. It might take a little bit more practice, but whatever you, uh, put into the brain and whatever you, um, uh, had mental invest in mental real estate, that's, what's going to come out. So why not? Why not invest in memorizing this and printing it on your heart? So you remember the direction for your ministry. So what's next after this Lamar? So we, we find out the who we find out the target audience as to who God wants us to disciple Yeah. then what?
0: Really, a little bit more to the why on this. Um, I can tell you some why we don't do it, and it's a couple of extremes, if you will, but one of the reasons why we don't do it is anything to do with our own glory. Um, Listen, the the quadrant of doing things for God's glory is pretty big. Okay, What we have to do to figure out that exact azimuth on where we want to step off and which direction we want to head is does it glorify God and not me? Meaning, is there there no glory for me, even if it's just a a happenstance, even if it's just a natural byproduct of God's glory? Because invariably, we'll always try and bend it a little bit more towards ourselves. That's just our human fractured nature. So that's got to do with the ego. Now, with the insecurity piece, if you're thinking to yourself, I have to do this and the why I'm doing this is because I have to add something to the cross. Now you've missed the identity part. And so either way we go in that regard, we are moving off the bottom of that pendulum. And so if we ever have some notion that we have to have some kind of earthly activity that's going to cover up what we've done, that's going to add to the cross, we've missed it all together. And so if anybody needs to have that kind of conversation, please don't hesitate to reach out. I think everybody here knows how to find me. If you don't, uh, somebody please drop it in the chat um, and and we we can work through some of those things. But I think first off, we can't be afraid of failure. And we are going to fail. As you go to start a ministry, even if it's just a, a new year ministry and it's a new beginning for you, there are going to be failures along the way. There's going to be that couple that you couldn't reach. There'll be that man that basically says, I can't do this. It's not for me. I don't have the problem. I'll see you in a year and a half when I'm, I'm, I'm fully desperate. I think uh, most of us as experienced leaders have seen this before. So failure is going to be a part of this. I think we need to learn how to embrace it. We learn from it. And then ultimately we have to turn it over to Christ for his ultimate dispensation. Romans 8, 28 is very clear how he's working things out for us and for those that are in Christ. We just have to actually, we have to actually believe it. And that's a hard time for some of us.
1: Yeah, I, I think as leaders, it's very easy, especially if you battle insecurity, uh, which women, if you are, have been betrayed and you're stepping up in leadership Every single woman battles some insecurity following betrayal. Men, after going through guilt and shame of of, of sin, there's some insecurity there. It's And so this fear of failure, Lamar, it, it is no joke. I face it. Every time I even come on a webinar, the, the, the enemy whispers in my ear, you're not good enough. Why, who do you think you are to be speaking? Uh, why, why are you even bothering to do this? You're not qualified. You don't have theology degree. You don't have this or that. And I listen to those voices. And this is what I was telling one of our sweet sisters here this week. Um, that's why we need to know the word of God. It's the sword. It's the, it's the armor we put on. Uh, that is our weapon. It's our offense against the enemy. And so I need to get into scripture and speak truth out loud. And if I don't know the truth, if I don't have it ready, and I don't carry my Bible with me everywhere I go, I'm going to need to start memorizing it so it's in the forefront of my mind. Because that fear of failure, it's, it's, it's real and it will stop people from stepping up and leading. And, uh, and, and most of the time it's us defining what failure is because we often think like you were giving the examples, this guy isn't ready for recovery or this marriage that wasn't saved. So I just failed at what I did. I started with 10 people. I'm down to two. You don't know if you failed. You are called to keep acting in obedience. And if God asked you to lead, then you lead to the last person drops. You don't know what's taking root underneath. You don't know the seeds that you planted. And you don't know what fruit is going to um, be, um, what they might bear in the future. You might not see that on this side of eternity. But think of how sweet it will be if you're able to go face to face with God and he gives you, look what you did. You stuck with it. You had a vision. You listened to what I told you to do. You led that group. And I know you thought it was failure, but look what it did. And look at the legacy change, not just for you, but for that man and that woman and that child. I, I, sweet music to my ears that I just cannot wait. And so I'm just going to keep moving forward in obedience and not let, let my you know, definition of distraction or my the voices that Satan gives me or the narrative I tell myself in my head, uh, rule my feet.
0: Thank you. Thank you, baby. And Folks, just as a tactical aspect of this, sometimes it may be easier to go through the church's small group functionality versus going through the senior pastoral staff. Sometimes if you can just raise your hand and say, I want to lead a small group, a church is going to be much more apt to give you a green light. It's really hard for some of our senior pastors to even talk about this from the pulpit, much less a youth minister much less an associate pastor who's covering down on christmas eve because a senior pastor is in jamaica or something so let me encourage you the small group route is a fantastic method to get your ministry started guarantee the church has somebody that wants to talk about sexual integrity sexual sin sexual stronghold somebody has come to the church at some point in the last x number of months and said i struggle i need help and the church has no idea what to do and if you're in this meeting that means you're interested in leadership maybe that's well into the future maybe it's now 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 but let me encourage you go that route go the small route first think small Um, thinking big right away could be a big mistake especially if there's nothing existing up at the church and as you get the first group of men in one of the very or first group of folks into your meeting one of the first things to think about is who is ready for nearly immediate leadership and who is a long-term leadership project those are really the only two buckets everybody's gonna be a future leader. If you go through recovery and you get big R redemption out of that recovery, then everybody should be thinking about, how do I tell somebody else about this? You can't keep it to yourself anymore. It's not a natural product of recovery to say, I'm good, I'm out, and I don't need to tell anybody about it. That, that, that makes you wanna question that that level of recovery and then it actually you know, get into true redemption. And so um, identifying those future leaders is paramount and then how to develop them. Seen him.
1: Yeah, I have the privilege of working, what, two feet away from you, Lamar? <laughs> His desk is in front of my desk, and I get to hear him on the call, and he talks to the men who call up and say, I want to cancel my subscription to Solar Refiner. And so Lamar asks, um, you know, just, hey, what could we have done to make the experience better? And he starts talking to them, and the, he typically hears from the men I'm I'm cured. I don't need this anymore. I've done, I did, I did X amount of weeks, I I finished Conquer series and I'm done. And and sadly, you know, then the next question, I'm, I just want to like grab the phone, but how's your wife doing? Would she say the same thing? <laughs> That's what I want to do, but they won't let me do that yet. Um <laughs> so Lamar, let's talk through what does it look like to use the Soul Refiner platform? Um, uh, most people come on uh for the most part like and we'll talk to the men and the women. you can start with the men uh, that come on. Um, they just found out or their wife just found out that they were cheated on and this is the ultimatum and they have to get recovery or they are just sick of being sick and they themselves have sought this out or they heard about it at church and they call up and they say, I want to do solar or I want to do conquer series. And they finished it. What, what is the, what progression, what would be next after that Lamar?
0: Right. So, you know, after vetting somebody and getting them into the conquer group where it's safe for the other members and then running through conquer, uh, you're going to wind up with some some different buckets of folks there. And when I say buckets, I'm just talking about categories. Um, You're going to have the folks that are okay. I'm good to go. I'm out the door. Sign our see you later. Um, and, and, And they might not come back for a while. They'll be back. Um, you also have the folks that say, man, I am hyper motivated to, to lead this and their, their performance throughout the series is going to kind of help guide you. Are they ready to lead it? Do they have the capability? Do they have the mentality? Do they have the, the, the mindset of a leader, a servant leader? Are they going to be able to walk through this with their guys show the requisite grace, but also not be afraid to share some truth? And then there's going to be guys that say, man, I barely caught on in week nine. I need to do this again. And they're gonna to want to run it back, so to speak. They're gonna to want to do it right away again, a second time. We're kind of experiencing that with my in-person group right now. And then some folks are gonna say, I want the next thing. I, I I feel sobriety is a good thing for me. I feel very connected in that level of, of being able to, to not lapse. Um, but I want to get to a, a redemptive life, I want to get to a redemptive relationship with my wife, and that's where you're gonna think about steering to a war path. Uh, the whole time this is going on everybody the ladies are sitting back and they're watching their man grow and mature watching him become the the husband that god intended for him to be and they're going to start thinking to themselves what is going on here i need to know what's going on i need to know what's happening they may want to watch warpath with them they may want to watch conquer with them um, but really how do we get the ladies in a stronger together how do we get the ladies meeting? among themselves. How do we get a strong woman to stand up and say, I'll take them through? Um, guys have a lot of pride in that. They don't want people to know about them and their sexual sin and sexual stronghold. The ladies have a lot of pride in that. They don't want someone to know that their husband sought out other things in their marriage, outside the marriage bed. And so we, as you fight through that, having a strong man and a strong woman to work through it, it I think is integral in this. By the way, team, as you come up with ideas on, on where you've seen this go well, please raise a hand, drop it in the chat. If you've seen areas of opportunity here, again, raise a hand, drop it in the chat. This is team ball. This is uh, certainly not a spectator sport because we're almost done with you know kind of the formal part of this. And I want this to be a group discussion. Uh,
1: Lamar, for the women, I, I just want to give an example of how it was for my journey Uh, I saw Conquer series, like I shared with you earlier, and that in the initial stages, that was very helpful for me. Uh, Then as you were in the filming of Warpath, I had a chance to to watch those episodes. A lot of women I hear actually find even more healing in the Warpath because he talks, Dr. Doug Wise talks more about rebuilding the marriage and what that looks like. Um, And so that is instrumental if you are staying in a marriage um, and you are, Uh, As you are uncovering and and looking at the the wounds, there's also the marriage and the damage that you've done as well. And inviting your wife into that recovery process is huge for a man to do. And so for a woman to be familiar with what that process looks like. And then I subscribe to the fact that any couple that has gone through betrayal, both partners suffered to some degree of intimacy anorexia, whether it's something you brought into the marriage or if it's a result of the trauma of being betrayed or I mean, whatever that looks like, I believe everyone has some degree of intimacy anorexia, which keeps a couple from reuniting following betrayal sexually, emotionally, spiritually. There's 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 a hindrance, there's a block. And so, what is that? I mean, the woman at first might be very clingy and and want to have sex all the time, but then later she's just like, okay, you're home now. I don't even think I like you. And why did I fight for you? And every time I see you, I just see the women you slept with. And that's real. That is real. It's very hard to build that intimacy under the sheets. Um, if you're not building spiritual intimacy um, outside of the bedroom. Um, so it, this intimacy, the stronger together really helps couples walk through how you can build uh, that that emotional and spiritual and and physical, connection following betrayal. Every couple that chooses to to stay in the marriage following it should be going through stronger together because it's going to address both person's barriers to being able to come together. So we have some stronger together um, experts in the crowd, I see. So if any of you have anything you want to add about that and the journey for your recovery, um, by all means, raise your hand. So because pe- a lot of people aren't familiar with it.
0: Yeah, that's great, Christina. And I'm going to try and, uh, I guess, put it in some slang terms. When you want to get down between the sheets with your spouse, first got to be able to get down between the ears. And the only way to get down between the ears is if you can get down in the scripture together. you got to figure it out. you got to figure out your spiritual intimacy, not just individually. It's not enough for each of you to go off and do 30 minutes a day and get really connected with Christ and then not have any of that dialogue together. The three of you. You, your mate, and Christ. When y'all are intertwined, that gives you emotional intimacy that can't help but overflow into the bedroom. And I swear by it, I love the aspect of that three-legged stool, spiritual, emotional, and physical intimacy. And so I've seen a lot of activity over in the chat already, and I just so appreciate it. Uh, If I don't get to your individual request in the chat now, I'll definitely get to it after the meeting. Like I said, we do get a copy of all that. Uh, it's just a little bit difficult for me to keep up with it. It's a really small box on my computer. I can, I can barely see. If you see me squinting it's because I can't see the chat that well. So um, apologies in that regard. So folks, to kind of put a, put a bow on the whole you know, starting a, a lasting ministry, um, I think that for so long, this behavior, the sexual sin behavior, has been normalized. Uh, and we have just strayed completely away from even talking about it. And so we have alienated the discussion about sexual sin. It's become a taboo subject along the way. And I think we have to flip that script. I think between these couples, and and especially with with kids as well, and teenagers, when we can normalize the discussion about sexual sin, and normalize the discussion about what God would intend for good, healthy, marital sexuality, and then we can actually alienate the old behaviors that have come so become so pervasive in our society. That's when we know that things have have really swung in the right direction. And so um, that'll kind of do it for us for the formal portion is Tracy, I already see you have your hand up. Thank you so much for joining. Um, what do you have for us?
3: I just want to go back to the stronger together and, and just encourage everyone. Um, you know, Troy and I did this and, you know, I knew we had some communication issues, but, stronger together really gave us some practical tools um he was a fighter i was the fleer and so the more he fought the more i flee and it really gave us those tools and that's where i learned that emotionally anorexic like i just don't deal with things i push them down and you know this these eight weeks it's about an hour and a half you go through it for about eight weeks and it teaches you it makes you practice you know, learning how to do the dailies with one another. Um, So I would encourage anyone on this call if you haven't been able to go through it, it's a phenomenal, whether your marriage is great right now and things are wonderful, there are things that you can learn, but it's also the couples that we're running into um, that we're talking to. And I'm just, I can see it now. I can see they're not emotionally, spiritually, even physically connected. And this there's just so many great tools in this class. So, I just wanted to give two thumbs up for anyone who's thinking about it it is worth every minute invested in
1: it. So, thank you. Well, thank you Tracy. We appreciate it. She uh, she's incredible. She was we did a group together with uh, with uh, Troy and Tracy before they got married and now they're married and and they're some, they're some of our strongest leaders so I'd love hearing that from you Tracy. Thank you. And intimacy is important. We can't ignore that. You can be sober all day long, but if you're not loving each other, then there hasn't been full recovery. And so Stronger Together is a way to build great intimacy. And we also have a a new product that we um, just launched Christmas time. And it's so much fun. And if any of you are married, I highly encourage you to get it. It's called the Marriage Toolkit. And it's a precursor to to Happily Even After, a series we're going to be launching soon. And it is fun. It's just how, I mean, you can get in a rut. Okay, we can do date night, but then what do we talk about? If we're not allowed to talk about the kids, then what else is there to talk about? Uh, so it's just fun. It's it's just like childlike joy and just silliness and good, just fun things that will really help you connect. And on all three levels, Lamar, you talk about that stool um, it is the emotional connection, the spiritual connection, and yes, a lot of fun things. But the physical connection too, because just because we're Christians doesn't mean we can't have fun in the bedroom. So that's a fun one as well. So if anybody has questions about that, let me know. Uh, but that is another great intimacy tool. I saw Micah um, couldn't raise his hand, but he had something he wanted to share. So are we able to hear from you, Micah? Yeah, thanks, Christina.
4: Yeah, I don't know, my virtual hand is is uh, asleep, I guess, but. um, you know, back, back again to the Stronger Together uh, series, as Tracy was saying, you know, the, what, what, what Kayla and I learned through that opened my eyes to all that I was lacking and missing. And this is after leading, after going through the conquer Series, leading the conquer Series for man, and then doing Stronger Together, she realized what I was missing. She realized what she was missing. But what we also did, very similar to what Tracy said, was we, we were able to then encounter other people and help them realize what they were missing. And what that's led us to now is we've got, a, we've got adult children and our oldest son is, is about to get married. And we've had some conversations now with them to help them understand what they're missing as they struggle through the, the, the young married couple uh, way of life. And, and she's now able to, to see things from her family and her parents. All this comes together to where we're going we're gonna to help them get through some groups but it also has taken us to a point where, where Kayla keeps pushing me and saying, we have to lead another Stronger Together series because we've led a couple. And I said, and, and I got to a point where after going through it several times, realized that she and I need to do some more work. Because it's so easy to think that because you're leading, you're supposed to be farther than you are. And, and that knocks us down a lot of times. And I had to t- had to sort of pause and go, well, wait a minute, before I lead another group, especially if we're going to lead with strangers, we need to make sure we're in the right place together which is just a place of honesty, not a place of perfection. It's a place of we're working on things as we wanna help other people work on it. And I attribute a lot of that to the people I got to go through. Some of them are on this call because we saw some of that in the groups we went through with others as we were learning to be leaders, that it's not about you know, leading these groups is not because we've mastered the process. We lead these groups because we're working through the process actively and we want to help others do the same thing. Um, and, and, you know, and Christina, you and Lamar have definitely been advocates for that in your honesty and transparency in your conversations. But so many others have as well, the, the groups that we're still in and the leadership. So anybody that's out there that that says, I don't know, I'm not ready. I've still got problems. To me, that's a call to lead because leading is just is just walking aside side by side with the, with everyone else to do these things. Um, so so jump in and and, you know, there's no better place to start than to start.
0: thanks micah man i i love having you in these meetings um i, I can always count on just, just some good godly word and, and some some humility there and i think that too many of us get this notion that to to be a leader we have to have some level of perfection uh being out in front of those folks and so man thank you so much um uh, tracy do you have another another uh, thing to add
3: I, you know what, it's funny you say that. Um, it reminds me of something that someone told me once and I, I just carry it with me. It says, how many of us wash our hands before we get in the shower? We, we don't, right? You don't have to be perfect and clean to jump in, right? And it's mm-hmm. the same thing. People are like, well, if I can do X, Y, and Z and I get my life together, then like as if we would be justified to be able to go to the next step. So, We're not. So Michael is right. It's like, we're not perfect. We're, we are just walking alongside. And I will tell you some of the people that I have learned the most from are the people who are at the bottom. And I saw how they can, it's not that they were perfect and they've done everything right. They have this great marriage. Um, It's not, it's being vulnerable, being authentic. Um, It's having those those open conversations with one another, being vulnerable, and you're like, you know what? I'm just like you. That's exactly what I'm feeling. It's what I'm going through. So, don't to wash your hands. Jump you in the shower.
1: That's beautiful, Tracy. I'm going to remember that one. I like that. I like that a lot. There is, we get that all the time. Am I recovered enough? At what stage can I jump in? And this is a decision between you and God. If you feel that willing, if you feel, if you see people coming your way, you're like, I think I can help them. I mean, God is going to intervene and help with this. We weren't uh, six weeks into recovery and we started mentoring a couple, six weeks. I mean, that's nothing, but it gave us a taste that we can do this. We don't have much food here. We only have a little of bread. We've only received a little medicine, but it's working. And we're willing to share what we do know. And, and like you said, Tracy, they could see our pain. We weren't faking it. It wasn't from a textbook. They could see we were in the trenches too, but we weren't willing to stay there. And so we were willing to give them, you know, just a segment of the rope to help them get out of their hole as well. And so there's something to be said of, yeah, your wound might not be fully healed. It might not be a scar that you just bump into and it doesn't hurt. It might still be a little bit open. That's okay because that you are reminded of the pain. You have compassion, you have empathy, you remember it. I sometimes fear that being further and further removed out, for seven years now, um, that I I sometimes lack compassion and empathy because I forget about that trauma pain and those feelings. And then God so kindly allows a trigger to happen in my life. It reminds me of that pain. It's like, oh, okay. Now I remember what they're going through. So I just have to accept that as as a, as a good, you know, just reminder of what's going through, but yeah, there is no perfect answer to this. Um, I do highly recommend though, if you are still relatively new, get a co-leader because if, if there's something where you're going to relapse, or if you have a season, you're still processing, or you need to take a knee one week because you're still hurting because you're still working on your own recovery, the co-leader can step in and should step in. That's what a co-leader is. So do not do this alone. I cannot stress enough to you the value of having a co-leader or two co-leaders. You should be able to have the freedom to take a knee if you're having a rough week. That is okay.
0: Thank you so much, ladies. Um, I'm just so encouraged by the, the, the conversations here. Um, I, I do see a couple of very uh, tactical questions in there. Uh, one gentleman asked a question. He sees 11 different series on there. Um and which one to start with. If you're looking for a place to start, I would always recommend starting with the Conquer series. Um, As you finish up Conquer and you realize in week 10, like, holy crap, I didn't know what I was doing during week 11, I think I need to go back and do it over. Great, do it a second time. If you feel really fulfilled by it and you're maintaining a high level of sobriety, fantastic. Move on to Warpath at the end of that. Let me know in seven months after Warpath, because that's how long it's gonna take you, (laughs) how that's going for you and so and that's doing one episode a week we have a lot of folks out here who swear by one episode every two weeks which takes warpath past the one year mark there is so much there if you're doing all the work it's going to take you a fair bit of time this is the stuff about renewing your mind some folks say like what do i do what do i do in recovery next there's so much information here conquer itself can be done one episode every two weeks so I, i encourage folks to really slow it down take your time going through it Pay some of the exercises, the true homage that I think they de- they deserve in terms of focusing on what Christ is talking to you about in the work, in the curriculum, in the coursework. So any other uh, raised hand questions here? I- I'm-, I'm going through. Uh, hey, Lamar. Of- Go ahead, Christina.
1: Uh, you mentioned something that I thought was very powerful that I'm going to incorporate with the women as I write the study guide for From the Ashes. Um, building in when you have a longer series like six, seven, eight week series, building in a midway point where you have just a check-in that week as opposed to curriculum. So everyone could kind of catch up if everyone's been absent. So you still have a meeting, you still meet, but you do a place where everyone just kind of just checks in like we did um, last month or a couple of months ago where we just um, check in, see how everyone's doing but you're giving everybody a chance to catch up. I really liked that suggestion. I thought that was very powerful. Um, So consider that while you are writing your calendar. I also had someone um, that has asked uh, just recently Lamar about, do I charge? Should I charge for people to be in the group? And so what would you say to that? I'm just kind of curious because we didn't have a chance to talk about this. I'm just kind of curious about your input and then I wanna hear other people's as well
0: yeah that's an interesting question and um, a, a recommendation I would have if you're looking to do a charge I would do a charge up front for the group um, which would include your ten dollars per month that you would have to pay for the group member uh, just so they can be on a digital pass that's what the click give study guide means um, a typical conquer series takes about three months Folks may want to consider, do I just say, okay, my baseline is $30, and then whatever my time is worth, you know, am I going to charge a cursory $50 for each person that comes through as you provide them with their coursework? Uh, are you going to charge $75? Are you going to charge $100? You know, what is your time worth? I mean, w- what level are you willing to provide to these folks? Look, folks, the vast majority of Conquer leaders, they do this because God's done something in their lives, and it's a natural response to what they do. But there aren't restrictions on what it is that you're doing in terms of being able to to have folks come to the groups and and participate. And you still get a little bit of skin out of that game. There are countless other recovery groups out there where the leader gets a cursory stipend for each session. Okay, so that that is really over to you as a leader. Uh, I would recommend a prayerful consideration in this. You know, Are you doing this because you're trying to put uh, food on the table, or are you doing this because you really would like to have that extra quarter carrot on the next diamond ring? And I mean, I, I don't mean to, you know, to, to make that strictly for the ladies as well. So,
1: no, I, I think there is something to be said about having skin in the game. You are providing something valuable, you are giving up of your time, you are sharing your story. I think that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And again, this is, I think, a very personal decision. We've done the majority, if not all of our groups, we have not charged for it. Um, but the way that we get people to um, be a part of the group is we we try to get everyone to have skin the game another way, which is by giving everybody a responsibility so that they feel a sense of responsibility to show up to the next meeting. Oh, that's right. I'm providing snacks this week. Or, oh, that's right. I'm doing the opening and closing prayer. Oh, that's right. So Dividing out also is a good way, not just the charging, but also dividing responsibility, I think, is another way, since you mentioned skin the game, to have um, people invested in the group. This is group. This is not private counseling like Scott provides. This look should look very different than one-on-one counseling. This the, the, um, And so, Scott, I, I see you right there. I don't mean to put you on the spot, but there's a pretty big difference, isn't there?
5: Yeah, there's liability insurance, too, because it, when you enter into the darkness, um, mm-hmm. you're going to be surprised what you find turning over rocks, the pain that's there um, sometimes can be turned against you, too. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, I don't know. So, so I do it through the church, too. So, I mean, I'm on staff at church. And so we're in charge of the small groups there and reaching out to other churches, too, to get them on board. Um yeah, I don't. I don't like to talk about money, but um, it's it's really hard because if you're chasing one thing, yeah, you, you're not chasing the other. You can't give away something you don't have. So if you're not in recovery, I'll just go down that road. If you're not in recovery, you can't give that away, and then you can't keep recovery if you don't give it away. It's a paradox. So yeah, you have to give away what you what you have uh, in order to keep it. I don't know if that was at all helpful
1: absolutely scott and i think we have someone has asked you a question it says does your church pray for members oh pay for your members digital pass
0: yeah I, I think that question is specifically for one of the other group members and so i'm gonna okay. leave it to to hash that gotcha. out sorry i and missed so, that Thank you. So, no not at all um i do see uh a question here about will this be recorded and and, and hung on a website yes uh if somebody could please just drop in the link here drop in the link in the chat section here for our facebook soul refiner site Um, that's where all these archives live Uh, unless we do a check-in like we did back in december where we don't record it for the leaders then then we we hang all these on that facebook soul refiner site Uh, it's in the video section it also goes hand in hand with all of our mission briefs for the men and sanctuary events for the ladies Um, and so please take a look at that there is a ton of content there already. Uh, stand by for even more content this year. Uh, we're looking to try and really kickstart that um, for maybe a few shorter items. Uh, but we we still love doing this. And I do anticipate we're going to be doing check-ins more like once a quarter in addition to our leadership meetings. So it won't be in lieu of. It'll be in addition to. So stand by for that come March uh, for the next big check-in that we have for leaders.
1: I'd love to read what Kenneth wrote because it just made me laugh. Uh, my recovery and I've been sober from porn for four years, cost me $35 a month. I don't plan to change that. A gym membership provides motivation to get fit less than the the exercise bike in the garage. Just my two cents. (laughs) I I, I agree. I mean, just the, the cost of a divorce is a lot more. A lot, lot more. I'm just saying, you know, just... $35 a month or whatever that price tag is, it is, it's priceless. It's the best, best invested money in, in your investing in your sobriety or in your health, your recovery, your marriage. I can't think of how to spend money better. I mean, that's, I don't think you're going to get too much pushback if you, if you do, if you do choose to charge, I don't think you will. How serious are they uh, about recovery?
0: Absolutely. And, and we just had a, another question about the recording. Yes, the recording will be available. And so um, it's over on the Facebook Soul Refiner site. Um, team, thank you all so much for this. Um, really what, what we did here today is we talked about something that was focused on in-person groups within a church environment uh, or a virtual group just within the church environment. If you are ready to lead right now and you don't have folks that are lined up ready for the class, Let me encourage you. Buy a premium license on SoulRefiner.com for $49 a month. And then you go on, you make a group on the night that you want to to, to have the group. Say it's Tuesday night, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. We'll do all of the permutations on calculations on time zones, etc. And then automatically, once you set that group up, you will get a truck ton of information on people who are waiting to join a group all over the world and you can craft your group right there. Your virtual online group is ready to go for you. So if you're not scared of doing this online, let's go for it. You'll set up your independent Zoom meeting, and then you run your group. Uh, There are leader resources all throughout our help center on on how to get this done. And then you can always contact me and we can have a a conversation on, on the nuts and bolts, again, the tactical and operational aspects of leading that group. I'd love to connect with you on that. Well.
1: And, and I would just like to remind you, just as another challenge for our leaders, we got to be accountable here, right? And, and so that's why we're coming here. We need to hold our, each other's feet to the fire. So, what was the the book of the Bible we're going to look at? Matthew, Sermon on the Mount, chapters five through seven, right? Yep, there we go. I see some hands. Good job. Five through seven, and find the words that Jesus is speaking to you. Find your who. Who are you being called to ask? Because we're going to ask next week. And I would love to hear what God has said. And I'd love to be able to open up. I'm sorry, next month. Um, and I'd love to be able to open up the mics and hear hear what you have to say or open up the chats and tell us exactly which verse you're going to be working on memorizing or you're going to write down or you're going to bring to your group so that they are doing it too. Uh, but let's let's take this seriously. Scriptures, is, this is, this is the, the heart and soul of recovery right here. Without this, we're nothing.
0: All right, team, thank you so much. If I didn't get a chance to call you out by name, uh, I just appreciate you being here all the way from Belgium. And I see, you know, Montana and Washington State here. So thank you all so much. Um, we love you all. And we just appreciate you being here. So, Lord, thank you for this this time. Thank you for these these leaders, for folks who are willing to say, I, I, I'll step forward, God, I'll stand in the gap. Um, because of what you've done in my life, Lord, uh, it's just a natural way forward for me to, to to do this for others and to help them through it. And so, God, uh, we hand that over to you. It's easy to do after an hour of church like this. Um, Sometimes it can be hard to do on that Tuesday night when we've worked late and we don't want to go to group. We don't want to open that Zoom meeting, and it's just easier to cancel it. And so, God, thank you for that Holy Spirit nudging that says, come on. I guarantee you in an hour and a half, two hours, when this meeting's over, that you're going to understand why I drug you here. And that's in your holy name we
1: pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, you honey. Bye team. Love y'all.